And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, there have been hundreds of new ideas for church growth. There are seminars, there are books, there are five-year denominational plans, there are friendship celebrations, there are door-to-door strategies along with street evangelism. It's all there and it's all available. But since only God can give the growth, 1 Corinthians 3.6, let's see what he wrote as the actual church leader. Oh, nice, nice. Next, we often read the New Testament and think, I would never have been a Sadducee. (laughs) No way. But is that true? Many Christians today have a very well-organized fake religiosity. Some don't believe that angels are here to minister to the heirs of salvation. Others hardly live like there's a resurrection, and still more who don't know the scriptures or the power of God. Every one of those things defines a Sadducee. And finally, we examine one of the greatest principles of the scriptures as we stand on the shoulders of the giant to help us do it. Pastor Ray writes one of the most important devotions we need to live in 2022 and beyond. It has to do with keys and heavy doors. It has to do with prisons and freedoms. And most importantly, it has to do with Jesus. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events. That'll be a lot more true tomorrow. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it will be Captain Chris that will answer the phone. Then you should say hi. That's a nice thing. But when you do... Then you will be sailing takes me away to where I'm All right, keeping it simple, but keeping it kind of fun. If you've got a thought, a question, an idea, or a comment, if you understand that we're not doing a kvetch fest, you know, it's just like just love that phrase. I I, I really should get a, a a domain name that says kvetch fest. I should just do it. Here's the bottom line: the, the there's plenty to complain about, but how about we operate in Hebrews three thirteen and Hebrews ten twenty five, and we encourage one another daily as we see the day approaching. <laughs> That's a good idea. 
And so maybe we can do that as well. So we want to be that kind of person. Maybe you've got a prayer request. You need people to be praying with you on something. It's a big deal. Maybe it's a praise report you just want to share. Maybe it's an answer to Bible trivia. How about this? In the third temptation, did the devil take Jesus up to a very high mountain or out in a boat in the Sea of Galilee? Hmm. Which of those two is it? You have to tell me. Uh, if you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at hemustincrease.org. Again, the trivia question, in the third temptation, did the devil take Jesus up to a very high mountain or out in a boat on the Sea of Galilee? Hmm. Got to think if you know that, you might be able to know, and you'd be able to respond and tell us. We hope that's the case. Bottom line is, this show, not professional radio, has never been, not is now, nor shall ever be. That should just make it easy. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. Uh, basically, we're just doing the best that we can, encouraging one another. And like I said, as we see the day approaching... Uh, any topics basically open for conversation, too. It's just a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family is the best we understand it. So as you are trying to consider that trivia question, two things I want to bring to your attention just real quickly. We have a modified schedule this week. Modified schedule this week. So we will not be live on Friday, but the Friday show is going to be a good show. Just to let you know. And then number two, I also want you to be aware uh, uh, that there's the books, the um, the Jewish Christian, and also uh, Broken for His Glory are available on the website. We'll talk about the website in a little bit. Okay? Okay. Hold on. I'm marking these off. See? See? The, hear it? Can you hear it? I don't know if they can hear that. Can you hear that? No? All right. It sounds like this. Okay. I just wrote on my screen. All right, so uh, bottom line, that's a trivia question. If you think you know the answer, uh, fire away. Here we go on our very first uh, thing. Is there anything else I'm missing? I'm missing something. The screw. <laughs> Dave, you got to screw loose. Oh, nope, there it's on the floor. There. Right. Uh, Acts chapter 9, verse 31. So we're jumping ahead. You know we're doing the book of Acts, but we're not going to be doing our uh, normal book of Acts this week. We'll be picking it up next week. But this in Acts 9, 31 is one of the cooler verses. And I've been involved in church growth programs uh, ad nauseum. <laughs> Is that is that a right phrase where you're trying to say it so much so it makes me want to throw up? I mean, just that. I mean, just the five year plan, the this plan, the, and some of them are great. Don't get the wrong idea. Some of them, you know, people that 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 do uh, church uh, growth and have no vision, that's a bad idea. I mean, why we we're gonna do church growth? What's your vision? Well, I don't know. It's like, well, you just said it was church growth. I know. Okay, so the idea there is to have something go with it, and uh, some of that stuff's really good, but a lot of it, it's just a lot of organizational material, which pastors are really bad at in general. Some pastors are good at it, but typically they become the executive pastors and not the teaching pastors. But I love whenever Scripture points out that God is actually the church growth coordinator because it does take away from man's brilliance on how to grow the church and leaves the true church in the hands of the true church coordinator. Acts chapter 9, verse 31. So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord 
and in the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, and it increased in numbers. Okay? Such a simple text. Okay? People are like, we want the church to grow. Okay, here's Acts 9.31. The church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace, being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the encouragement of the Holy Spirit increased in numbers. It just seems to me like if the goal is church growth and increasing in numbers, that perhaps we might follow a model. I know, it's insane, isn't it? Follow a model that Scripture lays out. What's the model? Building up the church, right? Being built up, building up the church, which means building up what's currently there. Not scrubbing it, not tossing it, not kicking it to the side, taking what's there. The one thing that you got to love about Jesus, when he only had the, the, the fish, the couple of fish and the loaves of bread, he didn't go, we can't use this. Go get, go get Tang. We'll get Tang and give everybody Tang to drink. Or we'll go get this or we'll go. He took what he had and he thanked the Father for what he had. And then God multiplied it and made it just that much more and better. Uh, there's an idea. So instead of just tossing, maybe it's, it's ask the Lord to build it up. And so we should be building up the church in any way, shape, or form that we can. The next time you go to church, here's here's my challenge for you. Ready? Say something to somebody somewhere that will encourage them. Build them up. What? What was? That's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. It. Yes, Al. I did say tang. <laughs> You got that one. Here's the other thing. Walk in the fear of the Lord. The awe, the reverence, respect, admiration, adoration of the Lord. In other words, as the church people, here's a novel idea. Let's respect God. Let's not disrespect God. Let's respect him. Let's not go to church and then jump into the flesh and get into clicks or, you know, try to, who's looking good or, you know, this person's giving more or what, that's, what is it, junior high? Stop that. We go into the presence of the Lord to honor and glorify the Lord, to bless and strengthen one another. That's what we're doing. And so build up, walking in the fear of the Lord and in the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. I got a message for you. People don't like to hear it. You know my Baptocostal background just can't let it go. There is encouragement in the Holy Spirit. You feeling down? You feeling blue? You having the sugar blues? I got an answer for you. The Holy Spirit. I'm just like, what do you mean the Holy Spirit? Well, when Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was full of joy. I'm thinking there's got to be something there. I mean, I'm not a genius on this stuff, but I'm not an idiot. There's got to be something there. So I'll answer the trivia question in a second, but here it is. Building each other up, walking in the fear and respect of the Lord, encouraging by the Holy Spirit, that's what produced church numbers. Yeah, God, he always has a plan, doesn't he? All right. The answer to the question was, the high mountain is where the enemy took. In the third temptation, devil, the devil take Jesus up to a very high mountain out in the boat in Sea of Galilee. The very high mountain is where he took him. He didn't take him fishing. Okay, just making sure you know that. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? When Joshua was trying to figure out, you know, the Lord and his decision for the Lord, and he was doing pretty good and had good training, uh, uh, he made a decision to, to follow the Lord. Then he made a decision that he wanted to really commit to devotions. I told him I was proud of him for that. That's his own decision. He has to make that call. Nobody can choose that. You know, I was listening to something the other day, and this is one of the most bizarre statements. You're never going to hear a more bizarre statement. I hope this gets on the radio. You know, you can be born and raised Jewish. You can be born and raised Italian. You can be born and raised in many different things, but you can't be born a Christian. Can't do it. Because you have to make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's no being born a Christian. That doesn't work. That's a lie. You have to make a choice, an individual choice. Your 15 generations of your family could be Christians. When you're born, that does not make you a Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when you become a Christian. You understand that difference? It was just something that dawned on me. Like, you know, people don't talk that way. Well, he was born in a Christian family. That doesn't mean he's a Christian. Plenty of murderers came out of Christian families. That doesn't mean a thing. That's nothing. But anyway, going back to it, I had to head sure of that because that's that thought that just really struck me as odd. But the power of our words is, is, is so noticeable. And Jesus says, hey, you know, I got one for you. By your words, you're going to be justified. By your words, you're going to be condemned. So my question to pose is why? That's so forceful and brutal. And the answer is in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew, you guys like that one, huh? I like that. I can tell people, oh, I like that. Matthew chapter 15, here's the reason, verse 18, Matthew 15, 18 says this. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And the reason that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified and by your words you'll be condemned is because your words reveal what's in your heart. And you will know, you can listen to other people and know by their speech. And I'm not even talking about coarse language. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm not even necessarily talking about negative speech. I'm talking about you will know a person's heart by what they say. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready as we play the horn for the next trivia question. And again, one more time, just to make sure. Where... Did everybody get that first word? I'm just, I'm just making sure. Where, okay, see, not who. Where did the voice come from, which said, "This is my son, with whom, with whom I love. With him, I am well pleased." At Jesus's baptism, where did the vo- where 
did the voice come from? Just can't make that any clearer. 972-445-0770. Kirk nails it right away. 214-210-8483. That would be the text, the web, the email address, david at hemustincrease.org. Well, I was close. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, we do have a classic, uh, well, two jokes. Classic? I don't know if they're classic. One is classic. The other one's funny. So do you want the smarty pants one first and then the better joke that's a joke? We're going to do that? All right. Let's do that. All right. Somebody's calling in. Now, they're going to have to wait. Well, maybe I can let them do that. I, I could probably let them. You're going to have to just... Okay, I'm going to have to listen. Okay, we're going to have to answer the trivia question because it's longer. I'm just like that, you know. I feel bad for bit. And just think, this person is sparing you. You should consider that when you pray for them. Uh, let's have the call come through. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Gary. It's great to hear your voice. I love it when you call in just so you can know. It's always a blessing. Thank you. Uh, all right, now I tried to kind of... I tried to I tried to really gear it in the right direction, right? So, you know, where did the voice come from which said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Where did that voice come from? It came from heaven. That is correct, Amundo! It came from heaven. That is exactly right, and that's what I was trying to get to. And I'm so glad you said it that way because I know I know there's a lot of people that go, "The father said it." It's like, yes, I know, but that's not that's the who, not the where. <laughs> so it's like that was like that's why that was great job, great great job. Uh, did you have a decent Christmas? Yeah, it was a well. It was quiet. I was here by myself, really. But how about you? Uh, it was nice. It was. Uh, uh, it was. So we had a chance to go over to Aunt Deb's. I also had a chance to go over to my son's. That part was really nice. The the most amazing thing I think I mentioned this yesterday was that Noel and I. So I've been cooking the turkeys for years and years and years. We actually carved the turkey together, which has never happened. Which of course now she understands why I'm really bad at it because she can do it a thousand times better than me, and she only done it once. So I'm just pretty upset about that part of it. But it was a lot of fun. So I, I appreciate you asking me. Okay. Thank I'll you. Hope, uh, have a happy new year. All right. You too. I'll continue to pray for you. You got it. I'll, well, I'll be praying for one another. We'll be praying for you, my brother. Okay. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. All right. Great job, Edgar. Love hearing from you. Okay. All right. All right. So this first one, let's just say it this way. The first one I'm going to tell you is kind of a, a jokey kind of thing. This is really good for when we're asking for money. Just you'll you'll get it. Uh, here, this is called money isn't everything. Money isn't everything. It can buy a house, but not a home. It can buy a bed, but not sleep. It can buy a clock, but not time. It can buy you a book, but not knowledge. It can buy you a position, but not respect. It can buy you a medicine, but not health. It can buy you blood. But not life. It can buy you sex, but not love. So you see, money isn't everything. And so I tell you this because I am your friend. And as your friend, I want to take away your pain and suffering. So therefore, send me all your money and I will suffer for you. (laughs) That is pretty good. (laughs) Send me all your money and I will suffer for you. All right, one more elongated joke. Just hang in there. What else you got to do? You're listening to the show. 
Pesky squirrels had overrun the town four churches, Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, and Lutheran. We've done this before, but this is a new twist on it. After much prayer and consideration, the Presbyterians determined that the squirrels were predestined to be there and people shouldn't interfere with God's divine will. In the Baptist church, the squirrels had nested in the uh, the baptistry, so the deacons put a lid on it and tried to drown the squirrels, but they escaped and kept on multiplying. The Methodists decided they would not harm any of God's creatures, so they humanly, uh, humanely trapped the critters and set them free across town. Three days later, the squirrels were back. The Lutherans came up with the best and most effective solution. They baptized the squirrels, made them members of the church, gave them a copy of the popular track, Tithing in a Nutshell. This horrified the squirrels immediately, and they left for the Methodist church. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Tithing in a Nutshell. Bye! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny they both had to do with money. Uh, so last week I taught a little bit on this and did a terrible job. It happens. Yesterday's show was a good show, but it wasn't the best show. They can't all be like the best show or there'd be no best show. That, that would be the whole point. That's what my wife always tells me. She goes, how was the show? I said, it was all right. She goes, well, if it's not all right, then you're never going to have a really good. I was like, okay. So glad God gave you to me. (laughs) The voice of the Holy Spirit walking next to me. Uh, Matthew 22, 29 says the following. I'll try to do a better job on this one. Jesus answered them, you are deceived because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. Jesus responded to the Pharisees who were fake religious-like type of people. And that, my friends, is so many people today. Sorry. When Jesus comes back, if you think everybody that goes to your church is going up, you've lost your mind. It's not happening. There's people in there that in your church, you think, no way. Okay. There's people in your church that are there because they they think that's a good way for them to get in or something. They're not catching the message. And Jesus was very upset for a couple of reasons with the Sadducees. They were fake religious. How many people in our society in public format are fake religious? These are the ones that will quote a part of a scripture, but not the other parts of the scripture because it helps them in their cause. I wasn't going to say this till next week, but I'll just say it really now because I'm so mad about it. So there's a cardinal in England that said, if you know, the, the proof that you love your neighbor is by getting the vaccine. Okay? That proves you love your neighbor. Just a second. Not only is he a wackadoodle and an nincompoop, let me explain to you that the scripture says love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you love yourself in such a way as to not get the vaccine, then why would you have your neighbor, (laughs) you want your neighbor to get the vaccine? It's such a dumb principle, the way that they skew scriptures. It drives me crazy. I'm not, obviously, I'm not against the vaccine. I'm just saying don't use the Bible where the Bible doesn't support your cause. And I'm getting kind of tired of it. And these are people who are fake religious and don't even know what God has to say. Just stop. Just stop. Just say, I want you to get it because I want you to get it. Leave it there. Shut up about the rest. Just be quiet. I mean, you're thinking, Dave, are you blowing a gasket? You'll fully understand in my fourth 
in my fourth teaching. But Jesus was really mad at these guys because they were fake religious. They didn't believe in the resurrection or, or angels or demons. And how many Christians go around and don't really believe in the resurrection? Well, yeah, sure. Well, I believe it. It comforts me because I'm deathly afraid of dying and don't want to think about it. <laughs> it's like, see, that's not believing in a resurrection. That's trying to pad something that you have no idea about. And those people who didn't believe in the resurrection, the Sadducees, who didn't believe in angels and, de and demons, they were deceived. And Jesus goes, you're deceived. You're like, you're, you're, you're missing it, missing it. He wasn't even nice about it. He's like, you're deceived. Do you know if Jesus said that now, how would that be? How would that play on cable news? <gasps> the Messiah said, <laughs> you're deceived. And then he said, you're deceived and you don't know the scriptures. And the problem with this is there's a lot of Christians who claim to be Christians who don't know the scriptures. And that's a problem, too. And on top of this, we're not even spending the time to do this. They don't even believe in the power of God. If something happens, it's coincident or good luck or good fortune or whatever. So people that are fake religious, they don't believe in a resurrection. They don't think angels and demons are real. They don't know the scriptures and they don't really believe in the power of God. That's a Sadducee. That, and Jesus is like, yeah, it ain't going to go well for you. It's like, wow. How many Christians fit under that category? So just answer this. Is it fake religious? Because it can't be. Do you believe in a resurrection? Because you can't afford not to. Do you believe in angels and demons? But if you don't, you're in disagreement with Jesus. Do you know the scriptures? You don't have to know them like the back of your head. you got to know it. You have to know it like a scholar, but you got to know it. And you believe in the power of God, because if you don't, you're heading for a real bad scenario. So what Jesus is saying to these guys, you're deceived because you don't know the Scripture or the power of God. Jesus is saying to all of us, don't be one of these people. Don't be like these people. Don't be like these people who are fake religious Use scripture for purposes that they're trying to accomplish. Ridiculous. So insulting. Talk about using the Lord's name in vain. That's part of that definition, just in case you wondered. Don't believe in a resurrection and live like it. Don't believe in angels and demons. Well, Jesus should just take out 30% of his teachings. That's fine. Don't know the scriptures and don't know the power of God, which is the ability, by the way, to create the universe. Okay, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. 
nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, Wrong, it's a different joke, so we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus. And she was sitting next to a guy. And she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not. She goes, okay, thanks. Going further down, she taps him again. She goes, excuse me, me, mister, she goes, are are you Jewish? He goes, no, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down, and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me one more time, mister. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay, that's fine. A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. What? See, so this is not a where. I'm just trying to help. What did people see coming down on Jesus after he was baptized? What did people see coming down on Jesus after he was baptized? If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org, which, of course, leads us to the website. And we always want to lead you to the website because there's all this different stuff on there, and it's kind of cool. Uh, and we want you to check it out, a place to give. And we do our 100% we're a 100% tax-deductible organization. Uh, I'm going to try and do everybody's receipts like in the first week or two of uh, this coming month. But I do have family coming in. And at the same time, I'm starting that new class. So could be a little delayed. So just relax, take a deep breath. <laughs> and then uh, if you ever get anything that's a receipt from us and it's wrong, instead of going, oh, my goodness, it's wrong. What do we do? You get in touch with me and then we make it right. See those. That was really complex, wasn't it? Go to hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, 
he must increase ministry. You too, he must increase ministry. All right, now on the trivia question, I'm gonna give a little room only because there's a kind of a two-elemented answer there. So I want to make sure I say that correctly. What did some people uh, see coming down on Jesus after he was baptized? Again, if you think you know, you can reach out to us, uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And as well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We do have somebody calling in. Like I said, you know, Doing trivia questions it doesn't have to be perfect, but if I'm getting if I get really specific, I'll tell you. Hey, this is very specific. There's no, you know, that just means that's how I'm asking it. Doesn't mean that's how it goes. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, we're gonna get ready. We're gonna do. I think depending on how the call goes, we'll either do history or uh, we'll just go into the teaching because I got this really cool thing from Ray that I didn't do before Christmas, but it is a little bit of Christmas connection. Uh, they want it ready to answer trivia? All right, let's do that first. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is John, David. Hi. Do me a favor. Make sure your Hi. radio's down. It's, you're, it's up just a little. How are you, man? Okay. I'm in the car on the way back from San Antonio on a cell phone. I, I hope I can hear everything you're saying. All right, no, on the no, radio. no problem um, whatsoever. All right, so this is a good question, and it's kind of got two little elements to the answer. Uh-oh. What did people okay. see coming down on Jesus after he was baptized? A dove, a spirit. It looked like a dove. That is correct! That's perfect! <laughs> perfect, perfect, brother. That was absolutely perfect. He, they saw the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove. So any of that well, would have been good. You did it absolutely <laughs> exceptional. Great job. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. bless you. And uh, my wife's driving, so that's why I'm talking. So didn't want you to think I was driving and talking. <laughs> 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 wonderful to hear from you. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and have a fantastic New Year. Well, same to you. Happy New Year. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great job. See that? And that was, I was kind of open to that. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you could have said the Holy Spirit, that would have been right. You could have said dove, that would have been right. You could have said the Holy Spirit on a dove, that would have been right. Right? Okay. If you would have said something like, um, you know, ice cream sandwich, that would have been wrong. I don't know why that came out. <laughs> Apparently, I haven't had lunch again. <laughs> poor, poor Chris. <laughs> okay. All right. I want to read this thing from Pastor, our good friend Pastor Ray. Do we cover everything? I don't know. Oh, we're going to. Uh, I'm trying to think if I want to do history in the third. No, let's do history in the, in the fourth segment. Okay. We're going to do history in the fourth. Okay. All right. All right. So for those that didn't hear, I did uh, give a shout out the other day to Annika and Neil for their uh, wonderfulness and to Mark as well. Mark, our pizza guy, because he brought a pizza by and it was yummy. <laughs> Listen, you know, very rare where you'll hear me say something bad about a pizza. I'm just telling you right now. It's just how it goes. All right. This is from Ray. He did this prior to Christmas, but I want to use this because... Now, I want you to understand that as we're going into 2022, there is going to be from the world a tremendous amount of uh, warfare that goes against Christians. Just so you know where it's coming from, the world's going to want you to live in fear. God doesn't want you to live in fear. Don't be worldly and live in fear. You live by faith. You don't let fear rob the faith. That's not what you do. In fact, what we want to be able to do uh, is to understand Philippians 125, which talks about 
making sure that we receive the joy of our faith. So that's an important part of this. And so as we're heading in, there's a couple of principles that we need to keep in our heart and mind straight up as we go into 2022. Here's what uh, Ray wrote. This is Pastor Ray from Maranatha Chapel in Escondido, California. He quotes uh, the Matthew 6:12, "Forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us." This is in reference to the prayer uh, that Jesus offered in Matthew 6. Here's what Ray wrote. Following his famous Christmas tale of Ebenezer Scrooge, Charles Dickens wrote a small novella titled The Haunted Man in which the main character, like Scrooge, needs a change of heart. Professor Redlaw's life was being destroyed by bitterness and anger in his ability, inability to forgive and forget the sorrow, wrong, and trouble he had known. We do many things to celebrate this season. And Ray writes, I pray one of them is to allow yourself forgiveness. Jesus taught us to pray and to ask for forgiveness for our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. He knew it had to be both. Be forgiven and forgive. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful weapons we are given to set us free. Our sins are like Debts that put us in prison. The key to deliverance is forgiveness for ourselves and toward others. In his letter to the Ephesians, Paul pleaded with the people, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Ask God to give you a spirit or a heart of forgiveness. Forgive those who have hurt you. Give grace to those who don't know the pain they inflicted. Forgive others, parents, your kids, friends, siblings. Forgive them for their humanity. We are all in need of forgiveness. Open that channel of love and mercy between you and those who have grieved you, and most importantly, the Lord. The lack of forgiveness locks our hearts in prison. That line right there, ding, 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 ding. You know how I always get, that's a great line. The lack of forgiveness locks our hearts in a prison, separated from God and from others. We become like Dickens, haunted man. Forgiveness is the key that unlocks the heavy door opens the prison, and empowers us to walk away from bitterness and anger. Forgiveness is the gift of freedom. What a wonderful Christmas gift that would be. So that's what Ray wrote, and now you guys know why. I mean, I love his material. It's just great devotional material. And one of the things that I do is uh, I've had uh, bigger problems when about 10 years ago, less so now, but I pray every day about like getting angry, and then I pray immediately when I pray about it, I say, Lord, don't let my anger become bitterness, because that bitterness then uh, kind of settles inside of me, and then it can pop out any time <laughs> for any unknown reason whatsoever, and it's just the wrong place for me to be. And if you will uh, spend time uh, studying Scripture, it's just one of the most wonderful things. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 
Paul spends a great deal of time, you know, like two or three verses, but really intricately writing how that God is the God of comfort and they receive comfort in order that they can give comfort to others. And I think that what I have found for most Christians is people that have a hard time forgiving others have only received forgiveness on a limited basis. And that's the problem. You can't give what you don't have. It's not, it's not genius, right? Unless the Lord puts it in its place, not, there's nothing you can do about that. But for some of us, we receive forgiveness, but we limit where the forgiveness can reach. We almost limit our own forgiveness, in the, not in the judicial penalty context, but in the application. I've done many things. I mean, I'm 60 years old. I've done so many things wrong, I didn't want to discuss it, right? I even tell the Lord every once in a while, I would prefer not to discuss this. You know, it's like, it's just what I say. I know you think I don't say it. It's exactly how I say it to God. I would prefer not to discuss it, and I just move on to the next thing. The reason that I'm bringing this up is for you and me and all of us as brothers and sisters in the Lord to understand, you've done a lot of dumb things, Right? And you, like me, need to make sure that you have received the Lord's forgiveness so it can reach into every depth and crevice of your heart and mind and of your being. And if we do that, we'll have a greater ability to extend that forgiveness. That's the big thing. And I do want to point this out, and I'll kind of close with this. Jesus, while he was on the cross— asked the Father to forgive them while it was happening. While it was happening. We want that heart, the heart of Jesus that lives in extending that forgiveness. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Then he says this, don't be afraid. Why should you not be afraid? Because what fear does is immobilizes a person, stops them from moving forward, and it also eats away at faith. Fear has this way. It's kind of like if you think of 
faith as uh, I'll do this now as uh, uh, chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter in it. Okay, uh, that's faith. Okay, fear is like somebody drilling a hole underneath and then taking a little spoon and then pulling some of that faith down, a little scoop by scoop by scoop by scoop. And you don't want your faith reduced because God requires faith to us to engage with him in. That's his requirement. That's the vehicle by which he has chosen to engage with humanity. You don't think God could have said, it's me, you're going to believe, or I'm going to turn you into a fish. I mean, you don't think God could have done that? But he chose the vehicle of faith because that's what he wanted from those that would come to him. A confidence, an assurance in the goodness of God. So Jesus, the first thing he says, ignore it. Don't be afraid of it. And then he does this one radically crazy, nutsy cuckoo line. Just believe. And we use that in movies and in books and in fairy tales and all that stuff. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is believing, looking at a situation just like Abraham did, just like we talked yesterday, how Abraham looked at the circumstance, didn't deny he was old, didn't deny he was past childbearing, and said, I'm just going to believe God anyway. Uh, that attitude of just believe, it's taking a stand in the framework of your faith that says, I'm not moving. I'm, here I am. Call me Bulldog. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. My faith is solid. Sometimes Sometimes praise the Lord. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here comes the last. Trivia question for today. Nice to hear from Eric. Eric's been texting. Eric's a bud. He's a great guy. Uh, here you go. Jesus' uh, temptations. You got to fill this in. Fill in the missing word. Okay, what, what are we looking for? The missing word. Fill in the missing word which Jesus spoke to the devil. Do not put the Lord your God to the Got to finish that. Do not put the Lord your God to the... Okay. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email to david at he must org. Do not put the Lord your God to the... To the... Okay. Ugh. This is that part right there that I keep messing up that somebody's going to go, well, I thought I knew it, but then you did that. And that's like, sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's do history real quickly. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right. So every time there's anything with the word chocolate in it, I support it. So I'm just saying, it's National Chocolate Candy Day, which is like, okay. <laughs> Amen. I mean, right? They'd be bad. It's like, that's like the most awesome thing ever. Call a friend day. So call a friend. Uh, National Download Day. I don't think that should be a day. I just, I have a hard time with that. Really? National Download Day? I don't think so. Uh, uh, did I say card playing day? It's card playing day. And then National Short Film Day. Which is like, I don't know, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Did you ever see the Godzilla uh, meets Bambi cartoon? It's pretty fun. No. Okay. Look it up. I'll go download it on download day. Yeah. You probably want to be careful there. All right. Uh, here we go. A few other things to tell you. In 1945, on this day, the United States Congress officially recognized the Pledge of Allegiance. So for those that don't know that. So technically, it could be also a Pledge of Allegiance day. Uh, 1920, on this day, Amelia Earhart takes her first airplane flight. The famed aviator uh, took her first flight. Uh, she began taking uh, flying lessons a few weeks later. So they're, I guess, chronicling her life. Here she put on her first jumpsuit. I mean, this is like, okay. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. Iowa, 19, 1946. Iowa becomes the 29th uh, state of the United States. And I'm going to tell you something that I did not make up, and you cannot get mad at me. This is something somebody said. I even have it on film. But one of the things I did when I was a pastor is I, I created a Johnny Carson set. And it had a, a, a kind of a, you know, just these curtains. And uh, I came up, and it's the only time I ever wore a suit in church, ever. And uh, I, I did a monologue on fellowship. And then we opened it up, and there was a desk and chairs and all this stuff. And so what we did was hit everybody put their names on pieces of paper and put them in a hat. And we pulled out the number or their name and then called them up. They had to come up and sit, and I interviewed them in front of the church. It was a blast. I mean, we had a guy that had a TV production uh, uh, company and he put the lights up and so it was like tons of fun right so we had this couple wonderful new, new newly married couple and they were from Iowa so we're just talking about Iowa becoming a state and then she turns to the and she goes do you know what Iowa stands for I said no now she said this I didn't say this idiots out wandering around <laughs> I've never forgot that it's been 35 years I've never forgot that idiots out Make a good Karnak bit out of that. Yeah, that was a right. She's gonna taught me about cow tipping and the whole. I'm telling you, it's just like okay, all right. Don't get mad at me. Uh, all right. Don't <laughs> get mad at me. I'm not. This is not gonna apologize for what she said. Uh, fill in the missing word which Jesus spoke to the devil. Do not put the Lord your God to the. Okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna teach this last thing very differently. You know how we've done different things all. And uh, next week, I can promise you, tomorrow and Thursday will be very different as well. I'm gonna talk to you about uh, something, and I, I want to talk to you about this in regards to how we engage with one another. Okay, how we interact with one another. Uh, a, I really titled this a difference of opinion or a different point of view. Okay, so I'm going to share some things that I'm guilty of that I'm do wrong in, and uh, and then tell you uh, the the way to maybe better approach it. Okay, all right. There's a few things that drive Dave Batty. Okay, absolutely driving us long, long. You know, it's a long drive off of a short pier kind of things just like drives me nuts okay the one of the number one things is scriptural knuckleheadedness okay i just it just it's like Bleh! have you read it you know and i've been known to throw a bible at a tv every once in a while i'm just telling the truth i'm not lying about it okay uh number two is finances i hate money i mean i know i know don't say that but don't get mad at me i came from a family of money in fact if i had went the direction my dad would have gone the value of our estate now would have been about 180 million dollars 
Okay, I'm just saying. But I I hate money because it's so corrupting. It's just that's the problem. Uh, number three, I hate traffic. <laughs> You'll understand when I get there. Number four, I hate sports when my team loses. I love sports, but I hate sports when my team loses. Politics. I hate politics. Polly is many ticks is a blood-sucking insect. I hate politics. I don't know what's bad about that. I hate bad entertainment. That's just, you know, when you watch a movie and you have your high hopes and it's like, oh, my, that was terrible. And then one of my ultimate pet peeves in life is bad pay for bad food. In other words, if you get a meal and you spend $10 and it's okay and you spend $50 and it's lousy, that just drives me nuts. That's just one of those people. So why I'm bringing this up is because I want to ask you guys, I want you to be honest, have you ever lost a gasket? Have you ever gotten to that place? It's The question is, what topics, what subjects or issues move you uh, or w- what drives you crazy that you're just like, oh, this just drives me crazy. Ah! All right. Just so you can know this is not a new phenomena about things that drive people crazy, Acts chapter 22, verse 23 says, Then as they cried out, they tore off their clothes, and they threw dust up into the air. And then Acts 7, 54 says, When they heard this, they were furious, and they gnashed their teeth, grinding at him. You and I are not the only people to get angry. Okay. These people... (laughs) These people, this is, you know, right? But what are the things that irritate you the most? And I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm just saying you have to be. I just gave you a list of my seven. I probably could have put 70 in there. Uh, you know, what are the things that set you off? What are the things that, that you know, drive you like, oh, this is really irritating? You know, electronics. Uh, I, I have the gift of, my wife says I have the gift of Magneto. Anytime I touch electronics, I, I mean, she will she will pick up my computer, do something. It works perfectly. I pick up and do the exact same thing. It freezes, like it just freezes. I give it back to her. Works perfectly. She gives it back to me. It freezes. It's just like, how is that possible? Okay. The reason I'm bringing all this up is because we allow, or I allow. Maybe you do a better job than than me. And if you do, I appreciate that and I respect that. We allow a lot of things to get in deep into us that change our attitude, our disposition, our actions, the way that we approach stuff. And you know what? None of it is that important. A hundred years from now, you will have never thought of any of those things. You still will be in the presence of the Lord, but you will not. there's not one of the things that irritate you that will even be in your life at all. So there's one major principle by which we move forward in the kingdom of God as we approach this year, and that is in the face of eternity, what's the value? In the face of eternity, what is the value? Sometimes I have to stop myself. Right? You ever say this to yourself? Breathe. (laughs) You ever say that? I say it to me. Breathe. You know you need to pray because praying doesn't change God. It changes you before God. You're not changing God, so to speak. All right? But the idea behind this is to pray. Make sure you're connected to the Lord. Make sure you understand the value of what you're fighting or getting frustrated over in the face of eternity. 
And then remember the basics that Jesus made. It's super simple. Love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And the new commandment he gave in John 13, which people seem to forget about, is to love one another the way that Jesus loved us. That's for brothers and sisters. So those are the, the commands. He did give a summation for two, but he added one, although nobody seems to want to talk about that. Bottom line is don't let these things ruin your day, week, month, year, life. <laughs> They're just not as important as you think. They're irritants. The Bible says little foxes spoil the vine. And sometimes we let the littlest things come in and go, <laughs> and it drives us crazy. We got to stop that, right? We can do better than that, can't we? Okay. Of course we can. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, especially act like him. There you go. Uh, fill in the missing word which Jesus spoke to the devil. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. God is allowed to test you. You are not allowed to test God. Eh, there you go. In, except in the financial one in Malachi 3. We'll give a pass on that. All right, folks. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll be back. More Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. Destroying everyone and everything we find. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.